I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Selah. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Thinking Well Podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm Tom. And I'm Bryce. What's up, gentlemen? Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. It's weird saying that because when this was recorded, it's not New Year. But, yeah, but still. when you're listening to it, it will be New Year. Yeah, but it's Friday and at work. We've probably <sighs> I, all heard it a bunch from our coworkers. Yeah. And it's not as weird. I mean, it's basically the New Year. It's New Year. Yeah. It's New Year. It's after Christmas, so it's 2024 already. Right. How was your guys' <laughs> Christmas? It was really good, man. Um, different. I'm at that season in my life where, like, we don't necessarily do all the things on the day anymore because it's got to work around everybody else's schedule. And I'm, I'm sure you guys experience that too with the, as big a family as you got. But yep. um, yeah, so we like celebrated on, we opened presents and stuff on Saturday and did all our traditional stuff on the Saturday before Christmas. And Christmas, uh, Crystal worked and I was home alone for most of the day. Did like two bandits come and try to break into your house and you had to kind of fight them off with, you know, they, toys they, and they did, they did in fact, but I just, I, I took care of that problem gotcha. without all the shenanigans. Mm. <laughs> Watched that movie probably like a dozen times in the last oh, really? two weeks. Yeah. We always watch it at least once and then Home Alone 2. I think the second one's better, man. And because I, it's, because it's more fantastical, right? Like it, there's no way any of that would ever happen. The hey, first the f- one was at least more first probable. one's a classic. The second one, I just, it has a couple scenes in it that are just superior cinema to the first one. First of all, being where they're throwing the bricks off the building and <laughs> hits Harry right in the head. Classic. The second one is also revolving around Harry when he goes, yeah, when he, well, yeah, well that too, but when he goes into the dryer or whatever that appliance is, and he gets electrocuted. Oh, yeah, And yeah. he's, like, screaming. Yeah. And then, and then he the turns into a skeleton. skeleton. <laughs> every time. Gets me every yeah, time. That's great. Solid. Great movies, though. Yeah. Great movies. Well, yeah, I'm glad you guys had a, a good Christmas. I, I know, Bryce, you know, we kind of shared Christmases, and I know uh, as our families get bigger, it's harder to kind of, like, stay true to that 25th. Like, hey, we're going to do everything that yeah. day. Yep. Um, but whatever. I mean, it's just the nature of families right. growing and doing what you got to do. Well, and as you get your own family too, you kind of start having your own like Christmas morning tradition or Christmas Eve tradition with just your immediate family. And then you kind of have to fit that into the grander family thing. But that's what I was kind of neat for me this year. I was able to, you know, my, my oldest is going to be four in February. So she's kind of like right on that age where, Mm -hmm. um, kind of building those memories kind of starts. So that's cool. It was really cool. Really cool to kind of start that, but good times. Well, what are we going to be talking about today, Tom? Well, I think New Year, it would be appropriate to talk about uh, success and failures, New Year's resolution, maybe a little reflection back at the uh, old year. I'm not really a big like New Year's resolution person, although I will say at the beginning of last year, I made myself like, I don't know, like a goal list, but I didn't make it like right at the new year. It was like February because I just refused to do stuff right at the turn of the new year. Cause then it feels resolution-y. Um, so I, I was just like, no, I'm going to be different and wait until February to write my goals out. And I, 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 I checked off everything on the list. One of the, one of the big things I wanted to do was learn how to swim so that if I fell into the water, I would not die. I forgot about that. Um, 
So you are fully capable. Well, let's let's put it this way. I don't know point. that I would say that I could swim, but I can fall into the water and not die. That's yeah. Shout out to Zach Hatton that's the for first his training. Step in swimming. I mean, <laughs> yeah. still you, can't float. You're not swimming very well right. if you jump in water and then immediately die. Yeah, still not, can't float, but really I can swimming. get to the top of the water and to the side of something. Okay. Yeah. Baby steps. Mm-hmm. Baby steps. I, I, I thought the floating would be more important though, but I guess it's not. Yeah, I mean, unless you're just stranded somewhere, and mm-hmm. then like it just doesn't make sense to move. Yeah. But I mean, like any real water that you'd probably fall into there's going to be a surface nearby so yeah but okay cool everything else was really just kind of ministry and study related and the yeah. lord kind of worked those things out i i guess i cheated though because i put down things that were like obvious things that you want to do as a christian anyway right so like any amount of success would have meant success you know there's study a little wrong. bit more read yeah, a couple yeah. more you know christian books stuff like that um but yeah, normal stuff that Christians should be doing anyway. So they were easy to check off. Yeah. And it's kind of an interesting premise, right? It's um, when you talk about New Year's resolutions, it's a lot of people focus, you know, the end of the year and that's when they really start planning for this mm-hmm. change in their life. Um, it, it's really interesting that we, we kind of set aside a, like a, a good few weeks just to kind of reflect on that or there's kind of a culture around it that says this is the appropriate time to make changes. Um, I mean, I get it, I guess, to an extent. It's like a new year, you know, new year, new me, right? Like, I get it. Um, but I think a lot of people wait, right? I think a lot of people wait until the new year. And it's it's interesting yeah. that they kind of put themselves in that box and say, this is when I'm going to start. Yeah, the closer you get to the end of the year, you're like, oh, well, that's something I'll put on my New Year's list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with New Year's resolution. That's that's why I'm not a huge fan of them either. I feel like a lot of people just use them as, as excuses. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh yeah, for sure. It's just it's it's easy, it's easy to put it off, and then it's easy to make another excuse at the time of January first. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, it's like if it's if it's that important to you, why just think about it logically here? Why wouldn't you would start? Why wouldn't you start it immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I I think in ninety nine percent of cases you have the ability to do so right um but, but on the flip side there are people that need some significant event more structure to, around it yeah, to for structure sure. it and it works for them so good for them sure yeah i, I see great, yeah, I can see great for some people just that's not my that's not how my brain works if i if i make an excuse for something it's not happening <laughs> well yeah and I, I i think you're i i think there's a lot of truth there because you, you think about people that are like oh well i'm gonna stop smoking in in the new year or I'm going to stop doing this in the new year. You know, I'm going to I'm going to try not to cuss as much in the new year. Well, if it's important enough to start or to stop doing in the new year, it's probably important enough to stop doing it now. Yeah. Whether it's a health issue or a heart issue or uh, a, a study issue, right. um, yeah, there there there's surely things that we should start doing. Uh, as a matter of fact, I it's funny that you say that because I was I was thinking to myself like. I don't know, three weeks ago, I was like, you know, I need to read more books. Like just read more instead of, you know, sitting and zoning out and um, watching something stupid on TV or going upstairs and mindlessly browse on the computer for hours. Uh, guilty of all of those. Um, and so like I got a library card online 
And there's like this app that you can download where you can get books. Like you can just check out books on your phone or your iPad and they have like audio books and stuff like that. And I didn't, I didn't wait to your point. I didn't wait until it was the new year, like three weeks ago. I was like, Hey, you know what? I probably should read more. Cause Crystal like has read, I don't know, 10 or 12 books now this year. And I was like, I've read like two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah something similar. I, I, I started really getting into audiobooks. Same. That's I, what I, I'm doing. Because I just I'm always I'm on the move a lot, mm-hmm. and it's just um, you know just commuting or whatever it is in my car. It's just I find it easier to digest it like that. Um, but yeah, kind of the same thing. Haley hit 20 books for the year. Like oh wow, good for her. A couple weeks ago, um, and I was like, well, I read like one and a half. I'm like <laughs> okay, so, but yeah. So I mean, I I, I I I find it so hard just to sit down and like commit myself to just like actually reading. Yeah really anything and that, I mean that goes for I mean books secular books and, and even the Bible I find it really hard um, to really just sit down and say let's get all the distractions put aside and just read yeah and reflect um, so yeah even even like Bible reading like I'll I'll listen to it like a lot of the times because it's just I, re- I retain so much more oh yeah that's how I did the abide challenge yeah is by listening to it it's much easier for me to do it while I'm like getting breakfast ready and stuff like that Um, I mean, there, I guess some people could make the argument like you're not really focused on it, but don't discount being immersed in something like that and making it a part of your day. I'm not saying that we shouldn't sit down and take time to study, which I mean, I I know we do, but um, just a daily Bible reading thing, it doesn't have to be you reading. It can be someone else reading and you listening, Uh, but the benefits of it have just at some point in your day, I'm not saying we have to do it in the morning or do it, you know, do it whenever you it's most, most convenient for you. Um, I'll go ahead right now and say that for the last two years, I've been listening to a a great podcast called everyday truth by Kurt Skelly. Um, who's a pastor, um, out in Virginia. Uh, he talks about it all the time. I I couldn't place it there for a second, but he's a pastor out in Virginia. Uh, we heard him at a amen conference uh, here a couple of years ago. And he mentioned something about his podcast and it's, it's 13 to 15 minutes every day, uh, Monday through Friday. He does a great job. He literally just, I mean, they pick a book and he studies it ahead of time and kind of gets the thematic element of it. And that becomes the title for those episodes and uh, right now he's, he's going through Jeremiah and it's been, I've never gone through Jeremiah in that way before, but I mean, it's a fantastic way just to get like, in addition to just regular reading to get like a study portion in there um, with it. Uh, Cause he just kind of breaks the passage apart very much the same way that, you know, Zach does every Sunday. He just kind of takes 13, 15 minutes. And sometimes he gets through one verse and sometimes he gets through five. Um, but it's been really beneficial for me. Um, and I, I mean, we would definitely recommend it as, as a church and as a, I would recommend it for just personal reasons. It's a really good, it's a really good study tool out there. Um, but yeah, I love listening to stuff. It's, that's one of the easiest ways that I consume media. So. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, some some of the best stuff I digest is while I'm driving. It's just I'm not doing anything else. You know, mm-hmm. I could be listening to to music, right? I could just be kind of just it's neither here or there, right? But if I'm gonna be captive to my car for an hour, or yeah. an hour and a half a day, or two hours a day, I might as well uh, learn learn something. You know, 
be yeah. able to pull application from some kind of scripture or something. So that that's kind of my time. I, I find the most to be to be the most engaged. But um, we uh, get kind of getting getting back to New, New Year's resolutions. We found kind of an interesting study. I think you sent this Tom over yeah, earlier yeah. about some of the statistics about people who you know are setting these New Year's resolutions, keeping them ages and some of the demographics. So kind of starting here off the top of uh, kind of this article here, and uh, this article is from uh, InsideOutMastery.com. But um, I didn't realize that the Babylonians kind of set that that uh, that trend about 4,000 years ago. Yeah, I ago. thought that was pretty interesting. I, I never really knew the origins, but that's kind of interesting. They had a kind of a longer festival of uh, a 12-day festival about just, I guess, the harvest of barley. Yeah. As the Babylonians do. But uh, no, it's an interesting breakdown. So it says here that 38.5% of U.S. adults set New Year's resolutions yearly. Um, and that's based off of uh, an average of five different studies over the past years. Which is, it's, so it's not the majority, right? Yeah. But I mean, when you look at, when you look at almost, I mean, we'll say almost 40%, right? Um, that's still a pretty good chunk. That's a lot. Um, but I mean, that's a lot of people making New Year's resolution. But then as you start breaking all of it down the way that this study does, it's like, okay. Yeah. So it goes on to say 52.6 focus on it focus on one New Year's resolution, um, whereas the other 47.4% set multiple goals. So you have a majority of, of them that are setting them. Um, over half are really focusing on a single goal. Yeah. Um, which I can, I can understand that. I think for a lot of people, if you're going to do it, right, setting one goal is probably at first seems more achievable. Yeah. Um, but I, I think most people are capable of probably more than one, I would say. But well, and it, you get to that point where you're split in focus, right? And like we, we always have this thought in our mind that we can, we're capable of so much more and we can carve out so much more time than we actually have. And I mean, the truth is, I mean, in today's world, you really can't carve out more time than what you actually have. Uh, so the logic of setting a single goal uh, if you were to do New Year's resolution. And I, again, as we get further into this study, it becomes more and more apparent that probably New Year's resolutions probably aren't as effective as people think. Um, but I mean, I, I get the singular focus. It's easier to be set on one goal than on multiple because at some point you get to the, okay, I'm not doing well in all five of these, which three am I going to pare it down to that I know I can achieve more? And then right. the three become two and the two become one. You, you should have just started with one to begin with. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely understand that. Um, I think a lot of people, when they diversify like that, they probably just end up scrapping all of them. Yeah. You know, about into March or whatever. But um, So the study goes on to say that 59% of young adults, that'd be 18 through 34, sorry, Tom, um, have New Year's resolutions. So 60% um, say that they already have them. Which uh, which makes sense. I mean, and you guys would know, but, well, you guys would know better than me in that demographic range, but for me being outside of that demographic range, I did used to set a lot of like single or, you know, small multiple resolutions for every new year. Um, when I was younger, 
But as I got older and realized that like I, j I just wasn't very successful at delivering on them, um, then I don't set goals like that anymore. It's just, I mean, I think last year it was just because I knew that there was a couple of things that I'd been putting off from previous New Year's resolutions right. for forever um, that I just wanted to add to like not a resolution list, but just a, a list for myself for personal growth. But I mean, yeah, I think as you get older, you just kind of, realize that those really don't work all that well so you just kind of get in more of a um it doesn't matter what time of year it is I, I need something different in my life or i need to set a goal for myself and and you set multiple goals throughout the year to achieve when right. they when they when they come up yeah and then just as a reminder right this is talking specifically about new year's resolutions right right um so in the study they are uh, by far the largest demographic um, that is setting these goals around the new year's um it goes on to say people over 55 are three times less likely to have resolutions compared to younger adults like tom just said Fair. um and then lastly it says that 54 percent of parents with children have new year's resolutions um which is about one and a half percent uh, more than those who don't have kids. I thought that was interesting yeah. when I read that. I wonder, I wonder if that's because they feel more motivated to change things in their life, maybe for the kids. Yeah. Um, I can see that being a, a determining factor. Now we've gone through, you know, we kind of narrowed it down, right? Definitely it's trending that younger adults, right? 18 to 34 are the ones, um, still engaged in this practice of, of setting these, these new year resolutions. Um, what does the Bible say about it as Christians? How do we approach it? Um, so I'd, I'd, I'd like to dive into it. One of the, one of the first things that we read, I'll, I'll jump right into the Psalms 32 yeah. here. Um, you know, that verse there, and I, I have it, I have it still here. Um, Psalm, by David. Mm -hmm. um, historically, this takes place after Nathan comes to him and tells him, hey, man, you got you right. to gotta get right. The Lord knows. Yeah. He knows what you did. Yeah. You are the man. And uh, David realizes what he's done, right? Mm -hmm. Turns his life around. Yeah. Immediately after that, he starts to write about it. You, you see that a lot in the Psalms. What's ever going on in David's life, he... He records it pretty accurately yep. how, about how he's feeling and what's going on in his life. So after he is forgiven and God says, okay, you, you were reconciled for, for what he did, which was pretty heinous. Um, he writes about that forgiveness, his confession and, and his forgiveness. And yeah. that's where Psalms 32 takes place. Um, the reason I bring that up, right? As Christians, and we were kind of talking about this before, we started recording, but I, th I feel like the biggest question that I have when addressing new year's resolutions is why wait? Yeah. And I think as Christians, if there's, um, well, I think I, I mean, I think I, I can find it in this book when there's an issue in your life, when there's something that is, is in disrepair, um, God calls you back to the fold and, you don't have to wait until immediately. Yeah. You don't have to wait yeah. until January 1st to, to get that right. Um, it's much better that you got it taken care of immediately. Um, and I mean, what a better example of 
putting it off and things getting worse than David. Yeah. Right. Which is what we read about. Yeah. David went a, so after, and that was on the heels of the David and Bathsheba, right? Where right. he, I mean, he committed adultery with Bathsheba and then had her husband killed on the front lines. Um, he went a year, like a whole year struggling with this sin and trying to hide this sin and trying to not repent of this sin before finally uh, he comes to a point where he's confronted by it and he's ready to acknowledge it and turn away from it. And when, when we talk about New Year's resolution, what I've, what I've seen is that a lot of the reason that people make New Year's resolutions is they want to change something in their life. There's something that they've failed at or struggled with. Or um, when you look at the statistics in that study that we were looking at of the things that people make New Year's resolutions about, it's like, I want to exercise more. So they feel like they haven't been physical enough or done something enough. And really what New Year's resolutions become about is something we want to change in our life or something we want to get out of our life. And as, as Christians, I know I sometimes feel really defeated when I look back from where we're at now, right, in the year. And I look back at the year and I think to myself, wow, uh, I've logged 40 hours on some video game, but in the last, you know, six months, but less than 15 hours studying, actually studying my Bible. And so we start looking at these, these opportunities at, for the new year as a way to change that. But to your point, Kyle, like that doesn't have to wait. It's not something that needs to be written down on a list somewhere. Uh, if you examine your life and you see, well, you know, I have kind of failed in uh, studying my Bible the way that I know God would want me to, or uh, for a lot of people, man, I, I really, I'm going to go to church more in the new year. You, you know what will help you go to church more? Get up on Sunday and go to church. Um, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. The Bible says it. And the beautiful thing about Psalm 32, the way that that verse that you read there, Kyle, is David said, as soon as he acknowledged it, the Lord forgave him. And I say that to say that it doesn't matter what 2023 meant for you. Oh, I failed at this. I didn't do this the way that I know God wanted me to. Um, I didn't elevate myself to being, you know, a better person or drawing closer to God in that manner. Um, so what? Like, so you've come to that point where you realize it, acknowledge it, take it to God. He's already forgiven you for it, but you can draw closer to him now. Don't, don't make it a new year's resolution, make it a commitment to God. Um, and, and I think that's, that's the core of why we as I don't know, as, as human beings like this whole like new beginning thing of a new year is because we have a regret of some kind from this last year. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be a regret. You can make a commitment and move past it. Uh, even if you didn't grow the way that you thought that you needed to, 
if you were going along and you felt like you kind of plateaued in all of 2023, like you didn't, you didn't grow any, but you also didn't have any attrition either. Like I didn't backslide any. I just, I pretty much stayed the same for God all year long, but I don't want to do that this year. Well, no forward motion by definition could be backwards motion. Uh, so maybe you did backslide a little bit. Maybe I did. Maybe there was stuff that I got backslidden in, but there are things that I did better in. And though from a spirituality perspective, I hindered myself from growing to my potential for God in that year. Um, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think, uh, man, I mean, talking about regret, right? Talking about things that should have done differently, could have done differently. Uh, a lot of people get stuck there. I mean, in, in this context of making goals, um, whether whether they're on January first when they when they kick in or not, um, yeah, I think a lot of people are deterred from growing in any sense uh, because there's some kind of guilt or shame or or uh, regret right about something that happened. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that I I think inhibits a lot of people, um, and really the truth behind it, um, you you were ta- you were talking about you know David in that instant right. He's, he confessed, he acknowledged his sin, mm-hmm. right? The change was instantaneous. Yeah. Instant, right? And you even see that in the New Testament, right? I mean, we're in our men's Bible study, we're in First John, right? Mm-hmm. First John 1, 9, right? Yeah. If, uh, yeah, if, you know, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness. That's, I mean, that's instant, right? But we have to acknowledge, we have to confess, um, and I think that's where a lot of people are. Yeah. I think, uh, unfortunately a lot of people, and I know people like this that are stuck in this mentality where they, they believe maybe even subco- subconsciously, they believe that their sin is greater than the salvation that was gifted to them. Yeah. Um, I've got to get these things straightened out in my life before I can draw closer to God. Right. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's just. That's backwards of the way it's really it's supposed to work. the of, yeah. of, of what in the, the verse I just read um, and dozens uh, that support it. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's not, not how God operates and how, how Christ operates. Yeah. Um, he, he, he seeks out those who are lost and, and wants a relationship with you immediately. All you have to do is turn around, which is the word repent. That's all you have to do. Right. Um, but yeah, no, very, very interesting. You know, some of people, some of what people are inhibited by, um, and I, yeah, it's interesting because some people are, you know, they get caught up in that and that's where they start pushing the date of when they're going to start out. Right. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, well, let me work. Like you said, let me work on this. Uh, and once I get to this level that it's unobtainable, then I will start. Yeah. Um, or in this time of year, it's, Hey, it's just, it's a, it's a new year new year, new me. And I'm going to start this process. Um, Hey, it's a great time to start. January 1st is a great time to start living for Christ and getting serious about it. Whatever, whatever the issue is, same as 4th of July right? or September or March. It doesn't matter. January 5th is a good day. February 18th is a good day. They're all good days. They're all great days. Um, it's so interesting how there's kind of a culture around it. Um, just, something about the new year people just gravitate to and it's it's our generation it's me and Bryce's generation that are are doing it too and I'm kind of curious why 
Like why, you know, why is it that 18 to 30, 34 year olds are kind of gravitating to this kind of phenomenon? But I, I also want to, you know, confirm that we're not saying that New Year's resolutions are bad. We're not saying oh, that no. them in themselves is a, like you're a bad person if you have one. I never said that. All we're, I, I know. I just we talked a lot about the negative sides of this, and I want to make sure our listeners understand that if you have one and that helps you start a, a start date. Now, in certain contexts, if you're talking about your spiritual growth, um, there is probably a line where you can say, hey, you know, if you're if you're pushing it to a date on that aspect, you, you, we can find reasons yeah, on why that's, that's good, probably yeah, That's bad. a good point. But yeah. if you, if you have like a, a fitness goal or something along those lines or a job goal, income goal, by all means, like if, if it helps you to have a start date and an end date, that's great. Right. It helps a lot of people like we're not, you're not a bad person for having one. I just want to make sure we yeah. reiterate that. Oh, yeah. well, and I, that's why I said, you know, just whether it's cause we are in the new year, whether yes. it's January one or, September one, yep. August one. Um, goals are goals, Agreed. right? You don't need a new year to to make it happen, but now's a great time too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if it helps, with, then great. With, with New Year's resolution, I think we do have to be careful. I, so um, you talk about like people are like, I want to eat healthier in the new year. What's your motivation behind wanting to eat healthier? You want to eat healthier because you want to take care of your body better so that you can be a better witness for Christ? Because... I don't think, and this is, again, no offense to anyone out there, but God wants us to take care of ourselves. I mean, that's, that's scriptural. E- yeah, eating that's... healthy, being healthy, um, exercising, taking care of our bodies because we are the temple of God is a good thing. But Again, what what is our motivation? I uh, one of the Bryce, one of the things you brought up. I you know I have a I have an income goal. I'd like to uh, get get that raise or promotion that I've been working for. And what are we striving for that for? I love the example of, of uh, Ryan, you guys' dad, who we've had on before, who looks at every new opportunity as who in this new role will I get the opportunity to share the gospel with? What a great testimony for how to pursue new opportunities, uh, the, the next promotion that what is it not, not just the income value, but who is that going to give me access to that? I didn't have access to before. Those are great motivators for those things that we can have in our lives. And as Christians, God, God looks at that. And that's when we get to that point where we're doing all to his glory, right? So I, I agree completely. There's nothing wrong with with New Year's resolutions, but if we try to do it in our own power, that's why you see all these people failing from the statistics, right? Um, that that's where that failure comes in because if you're if we're trying to do it and exercise more and be more fit or strive for that that new role that we want or read our Bibles more just so we can tell people that we read our Bibles more, but we're not doing it for you know our own edification and for His glory, um, that that's when they're going to fail. Uh, Make make a New Year's commitment to just serving God better in all of those things, and I think I think people would I think Christians especially will find that you're going to be more successful at those things because you've haven't made it about your own goals but about how you can serve Him better. You know, you know what this reminds me of. It reminds me of 
a couple of things. And I, I, I mean, I'm in First Timothy. We'll get here in a second. Oh, that's a good, yeah. We'll get there in here in a second. I got gotcha. The way the order is supposed to work, right? You see in um, Solomon, right? Mm-hmm. W- what does he ask for, right? He could he could have anything he wanted, right? He could have the power, he could have the money, whatever he wanted, right? Could have been fit for life, like Lord, no matter what I eat, yeah. I just want to be fit pack for life all right? day, every day. <laughs> any, any anything you wanted, right? Yeah, God would have gave it to him. Yep. But what did he ask for? He asked for wisdom. Yep. And then he gained the other things, the other material things, mm-hmm. the wealth, the power. That's good. Right? Um, it's a key example, right? How is that any different than going into a new year or whenever you set the goal and saying, maybe if I, hey, maybe if I get more into the word, maybe I get more committed into my Bible reading and studying more into my personal relationship with, with Christ and prayer and witnessing, um, why, why wouldn't those other things appear? The blessings of God, right? Why wouldn't they be poured out to you? And I said I was here in First Timothy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you're absolutely right, Tom. I think a lot of it needs to be more spiritual based versus, as Christians, more spiritual based than you know material things, yeah. right? So I'm in I'm in First Timothy. It'll be First Timothy four eight. And this is this is what it says: For bodily exercise profiteth little. But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that is to come, which is to come, right? What he's saying is there's things in this world that goals, things that we uh, strive for, right? But they're all going to be burnt away. They're all going to go away. Yeah. At some point, it doesn't matter how much exercise you do. You're going to wind up dying. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's just facts. Yeah. Yeah. Now you might live like longer than me. Right. But we're all going to die. No, no, but right. I mean, it's like you, you have to balance these things, right? It's, it's, um, what's more important. That's the key is balance. That's that's the thing. Cause I'm not saying that you shouldn't, like you said, take care of your body that God has given you. Right. Or want to take care of yourself financially or. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Your family, whatever it is, like those are also very important. uh, Some of which are commandments from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, But your spiritual health. Yeah. Your spiritual bank account, if you will, is more important than what you have in the bank. What your body looks like. It's 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 far more important because those are the things that have eternal value. And I, I love the the wisdom thing that you brought up because James even even says yep. in, in James 1, 5, right? It, when you talk about things that are important, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask him faith, nothing wavering. So I think a lot of times we look at that we look at that first verse and we're like, Oh, okay. Well, if I ask for wisdom, then God's just going to give me wisdom in every situation. Well, okay. But are you, are you asking God in faith that he will actually give you that wisdom? Or are you just asking for the knowledge to do what you think you want to do in that situation? Because true wisdom would like puts itself outside of the situation and says, okay, this really isn't good for me, but I really want it. So God give me wisdom in the situation. And what we're really asking for is the 
blessing from him to do the thing, to right. go the direction that, that we want to yeah, go, we've right? We've already decided. Um, yeah. We've already decided. We're just like, oh, God, give me wisdom. But if we're asking in true faith, we'll be able to recognize whether or not that's good for us. Right. Having, um, having that <clears throat> spiritual discernment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's so pivotal because... I think we'll be surprised at what we find is not good for us. Things that we want, most of them are not good for us. Yeah, because in this new year, I mean, I could have a better job opportunity come along and they could just be like throwing all kinds of money at me. But if that's not where the Lord wants me, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, give me wisdom in this situation. And like Gabriel, I I throw out the fleece, right? Like (laughs) if they offer me the job, then I'll know it's of God and I'm going to take it. And that's my sign. (laughs) Right. Uh, That's that's not really 100% always how that works, right? right? Like maybe they offer you you the job because they looked at your resume and you're qualified and you're the best candidate for the position because of the skills that God has equipped you with and the experience that he's given you. Right. But then true wisdom is knowing that that's going to take me away from things, from my family, from church things, more than I'm willing to give up the offset of the money versus the time that it's going to take away from the things that I really need to do in my life is not going to be worth it. So with wisdom, we would be able to turn down a situation like that, knowing that while we, God can bless the money that we're making in the job that we're at, uh, more by being in his will, than he would if, well, I can tithe more if I make more money. You know what I mean? Because uh, it's easy to fall into that trap. Um, I've been in situations where I've, I've almost fallen into that trap a couple of times, and I have fallen into that trap before. And once you're in it, it's very, very difficult to get out of. Uh, and it's not just, I mean, it's not just from a job perspective, right? Like there's so many different things that we can apply that to in our lives. Like, I think it'd be great if I, you know, had a six pack and was just ripped, but do I really have all that time to spend at the gym to get to look like that? And if I really spent the time to get there in three months or less, what would I sacrifice to be there? It would be great to be that fit. I mean, I'd love to be that fit, but what what would I be sacrificing to get there if I make that my primary goal? So I, I think it's really important to look at all those different facets of it. No, you're absolutely right. It's um, how hard is it? I'll, I'll ask you this, both of you guys. How, how hard is it, right, when you're approached with that kind of situation, right, as as men, maybe as providers of your family, right, to, to have the discernment to say, you know what, yes, this job triples my salary, but I'll be traveling 40 weeks a year mm-hmm. and, uh, oh, they want me to re- relocate. Um, and you're plugged into the church that you're at and yeah. you're, you think that's kind of where God wants you. Um, I want to make no, no light matter of it. That's, it's hard. Yeah. It's extremely hard when you're, when you're approached with that fork in the road and you have to choose a different life than maybe you wanted financially, stability, whatever it is, uh, for things more, spiritual yeah that is extremely hard and that is the discernment the wisdom that i think james is talking about for sure having that faith to say hey god i don't you know what these numbers don't make sense if i like right now this road that i'm on three months time we're in the red and it's like i've done the calculations it does not make sense but lord this job here it moves me to saudi arabia and i get three you know three x my salary um but I have to leave everything and okay, my family has to go to, you know, 
Asia and all these things. Right. And you have to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you, you know, instead of having all the, I don't know, all all the material things I ever wanted, the nice house, the cars, the freedom, you know what? I'm going to trust you, Lord, because I, 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 I've done the work I've prayed. I've, I've, I've asked the Holy spirit for guidance. Yeah. Um, I spent the time and you're, you're, is this clear? You want me here? You want me to stay here? Um, that's the faith. Well, especially with big decisions like that, I think sometimes we get kind of caught up in our, um, of just me and God will be able to work this out. God has, it's a, it's a a later Tom problem. (laughs) Yeah. God has put you in a church, hopefully and surrounded you with an with your, your actual family and not everybody's family is great but uh if you have family that are, that are believers and that uh, trust god for things in their life then you've got a family and you've got a church and when when we're faced with big decisions like that i think sometimes we miss out on the opportunity to go sit down and talk to our pastor about it like hey pastor like i know i'm doing things here at the church and um the lord's really using me here but i've got this opportunity that's coming up and we've you know my family and i have been praying about it or if if you're a single person you know just you have been praying about it or maybe you and your parents have been praying about it um man i'd really love it if you'd you know partner with me in prayer about this and just i'd I'd love some guidance and some uh, instruction, maybe some wisdom from you. And you'd be surprised sometimes if you've been blessed with a pastor that understands that and appreciates the fact that you've come to him about that, he will partner with you and he will pray with you and he will give you good sound, um, just biblical wisdom in those situations. And sometimes it can be difficult to go to people like that. Maybe there's just a trusted friend that you have at church uh, that can partner with you on that. But I wouldn't discount, especially for, I think, the younger generation sometimes. I don't think we have it so much here with our pastor. But if you've got like an older pastor, sometimes it's a little more difficult for a younger generation to approach an older pastor from that perspective and kind of ask for that wisdom because... there's just kind of sometimes a a separation there or a a distance that that we perceive. But uh, no no matter what age your pastor is, I would would say when you're facing big things like that, especially not just the new year, but anytime, um, approaching him and talking to him and partnering with him in prayer about that is really important. That's something that um, I did the wrong way in my life before and have had the not my own wisdom, but the Holy Spirit provided wisdom to do the right way in my life before. And it's a lot better the right way around because you, the guidance that you get in that is just, it's insane. No, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, there's been a few times even this year where I've been encountered with things, um, some of them decisions, just some circumstances in which I just didn't know how to, how to approach it, how to, yeah. how to, how to, even in this book, in the Bible, okay, like where, where, does it say how to handle this? Like, I don't know yeah. what to do here or, you know, decisions or, or way that I'm feeling about a certain ministry and I'm, and, uh, I feel convicted over something and I've spent the time and I've said, okay, like I believe this is the answer. Holy mm-hmm. spirit that you've answered this. Um, and I've gone to Zach. I've, I've, I've utilized that exactly what you're saying. Yeah. And I've said, Hey man, like this is what I, this is what I, or it, it might be, hey, this is what I feel. Am I right to feel this? Yeah. Right? Because 
you know, hey, your pastor should um, be someone you can confide in. They should be someone who's on your side. Um, and in a lot of cases, they, I mean, it's, it's their job to be in the word. Yeah. So a lot of times they, they have that extra level of spiritual wisdom that they could be a help to you. And I know that's certainly been the case here. Um, a lot of things I'm just like, Zach, I don't, I think this is an answer to prayer, but yeah. I don't know how to feel about it. And, uh, what does the Bible say about this? Or, Hey, have you ever felt this way? Like, how do I proceed? Cause I am lost. Uh, you know, it's, you should, you should have people in your life, whether it's your pastor, trusted friend, whoever, there, there should be someone in your life like that. Yeah. Um, so in that light for a new year or a new commitment that we're going to make, uh, I, I would encourage people, even just from a, a church perspective, if you're not really, really plugged in at your church, get plugged in at your church, the support and the things that you will, the people that you will find that want to invest in you, especially your pastor, um, invite your pastor and his family over for dinner. Uh, invite them out to dinner and see if you can get invited over to their house for dinner. Uh, spend time with your, with the leadership of your church. See how much they care for you and how much they want to pour into you. Uh, Cause th- there's so much more, there's, there's so many more ways they want to be involved than just delivering a message to you, you know, two or three times a week or uh, providing a Bible study, you know, during the week, uh, get plugged in at your church. Uh, one thing you're going to find as you try to serve more at your church is it will drive you to want to be in closer fellowship with God. The more you're around people at your church and the more you get plugged in at your church, um, for, for even my own family, Crystal, and I'll, I'll, most everybody knows this. Crystal wasn't raised in a Baptist or a Baptist church. She was kind of raised Lutheranish, but not really. Um, and she really didn't know like a whole lot of Bible stories growing up, right? But she got plugged in here at this church and at previous churches teaching, you know, the basic Bible stories to kids. And she's learned those stories through that. And then in listening to messages, she's been able to put characters and situations together in the Bible that she was never able to put in, put together before. And if that's something that you feel like you've missed in the past year, man, like if there's things that feel out of place in your life from this last year and you're like, man, I just want to do something more in the new year go talk to your church leadership, see if you can get plugged in somewhere. Because even if it's just in a, in a nursery ministry or a helper in a Sunday school class, the amount of knowledge and wisdom that you'll acquire just being plugged in and serving in a church the way that God intended for us to do is going to be a huge difference for you in the new year. Because I know for a fact that you will find that in service, you will want to draw closer to God. Right. Well, yeah, you're, you're inundated in it, right? There's yeah. the accountability there, right? There's just the heart at, at some point, maybe not at first, but at some point in service, your heart opens up, right? That's kind of what tends to happen mm-hmm. and you, you enjoy it. But I mean, several places in scripture, right? Where you see, I mean, like my, my brain goes to uh, Hebrews, right? 1025, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together, right? Um, the best thing that you can do is be amongst believers. 
Well, and read the rest of that verse, though, because the most important reason why we should be around other believers is in that verse. Right. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much more as you see the day approaching. Exhorting one another, right? So it's... It's building each other up. It's yep. it's seeing the good things in each other's lives and the things that we need to work on in each other's lives and being open enough by being together all the time to where you can say to each other, hey, Tom, you know what? I've, I've just kind of seen that like your attitude's kind of been a little off lately. Is everything okay in your life? And like being around people that care enough to bring that up to you or to challenge you in that aspect or even on the flip side of that to be able to say hey you know what Bryce I've really seen you grow in this area in the last year man good for you it looks like you're really like drawing closer to the Lord here and that's that's a great thing to be able to celebrate but in order for people to see that and in order for people to either build you up in the faith or point out where you need to be built up in the faith you've got to get around them you've got to be a part of their life um, there, there was a time in, in our lives, Crystal and me, that like we'd show up at church right in, right in time to sit down and start singing. And then we'd leave church as soon as it was over with, right? Because we didn't want to get to know anybody because we didn't want people to know us because there were things in our lives that we knew that we needed to work on, right? But the more we stayed, the more that God just started, like we didn't have to wind up working on those things. God started working on those things in our lives. But because we were around people that cared and we let people in and get to know us, a church family can be so intimate when you actually let them become your family. I think a lot of people don't appreciate church because they've never let people in and they've never become a part of that family. Uh, so, And there's there's the flip side of that where it's kind of careful. But, man, that w- one thing I would suggest for the new year, and I'm going to suggest a couple other things. I know we all are here here pretty shortly, but one of the major things I would suggest for the new year is if, if you're in a church, get plugged in somewhere, get serving somewhere. And if you're a Christian and you're not in church, th- th- drop us a line. We will, we will look at where you're at in the world and we will try to find a church for you or I will come to your house and pick you up right? and bring you to Lake Worth Baptist Church. <laughs> yeah. If you're in the, if you're in the Lake Worth area within, I mean, we've got people that drive from like 30 minutes sure. away. If you're in the lower 48, I will personally come. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, we would love to, I mean, that's one of the joys of, of being a church that networks the way we do and the relationships that we have with other churches all across the world yeah. Um, that, you know, between our staff here and our members just as a whole, we could, we can probably point to one pretty close to wherever you are in the Mm -hmm. world, Uh, you know, between our mission, our missionaries and here in the States. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's number one, right? If you are, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian, that's number one, you got to get into a church. You got to get into a, a local new Baptist, sorry, new Testament Baptist believing. Yeah. Church believing church. Absolutely. But um, yeah, oh, I just kind of get punctuation on that. You know, the f- one of the things that, as you're saying, just so many things are popping in my head in just different places, but like Ephesians 4, right? Where Paul is talking about where he's referencing Christ and he mm-hmm. says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. And then at 12, he says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry 
for the edifying of the body of Christ. Yeah. You, it's everywhere. That's, that's one of the main functions of a church to edify each other, to grow together. It's much easier when you have a body around you that isn't judgmental, that are all going through it. They're all picking each other up. Yeah. That's what it's all about. For sure. Um, so there are some other resources that we would, if your goal in the new year, and this should be everybody's goal every single day. Um, but if you're going to set a goal for the new year and you're only going to set one, uh, be in your Bible more. Uh, even if you're not saved, be in a Bible more because the gospel message will show itself through God's word. Uh, if, if you don't know Christ as your savior, and I know we've spent a lot of this episode, uh, talking about how to get to know the Lord more, and that may mean nothing to you, but it can mean something to you because if you're listening and you're like, well, I don't have that in my life and I don't care about that in my life. And that, that doesn't, it, that doesn't phase me in my life at all. Maybe there's something missing. Maybe you look back at 2023 and you're like, man, I just haven't felt fulfilled in my life. I have no purpose. I have no idea why I'm here. I'm really confused by all the things that are going on in the world out there. And maybe you say to yourself, there's something missing. And you just happened on this podcast because it said something about New Year's resolutions. Uh, Reach out to us. If you don't want to reach out to us, grab a Bible, go to the book of John and just start reading. Because the gospel will show itself right there in God's word. Uh, And if you want any more information about that, we will give you some uh, places to get a hold of us at the end of the podcast here. Uh, But as a Christian, your main goal should be to draw closer to God. And one great way to do that is to get in church more. But you've got to start by getting in your Bible. Uh, Here at Lake Worth, we've got all kinds of resources. We've got the Abide Challenge. Uh, you can sign up for that or get some more information about that by going to lakeworthbaptist.org uh, backslash abide. We've got, there's, there's there's so many different programs. It's like this year we're uh, going through a New Testament journey. So you can follow this reading challenge to, it's just kind of a deep dive study through the New Testament. Uh, it, it's easy to start. And if you're listening to this on um, later on than the first of the year in January, which you're going to be, you, you don't have to like get caught up. You just drop right in right now, pause the podcast, look up the abide challenge, sign up for it and drop right in. And if you miss a couple of days, you can talk to anybody at Lake Worth Baptist Church. They've missed a couple of days. It's always better to just jump right back in because you can always go back and get caught up. But if you start letting that stuff pile up and you're like, oh, I would have to do too much to get caught up, just jump right back in. Uh, There's also, uh, there's additional reading plans where you can do the entire Bible reading challenge. And in 2022, I did that and it was phenomenal. I'd never actually taken a year and read through the entire Bible before. And with the Abide Challenge, I was able to do that. And I mean, it was just literally... 15, 20 minutes every morning while I'm making myself breakfast in the kitchen, I would listen to it. 
and it would be the reading for the day. And I read through the entire Bible in that year and it was phenomenal. There were passages in there that I just had completely forgot existed. And there's, I mean, you want to read stories of intrigue, espionage, war, um, all kinds of things. Sure, pick up fiction, but it's not going to be as good as the true life stories that are in the Old Testament and the New Testament of your Bible. Um, And then there's one that you can just, it just takes you through the Old Testament and you're able to just kind of study through the Old Testament a little bit the New Testament, the Old Testament one, a little bit slower pace, so you can kind of ingest it more, or you can do the whole Bible. But those, those are some great resources. And if you look at that same page under resources, you'll also find a just a long, long list of books uh, that were written by R- Brother Jerry Locke that is that used to be the pastor here at the church and now uh, goes around pr- just preaching revivals for people and camp and yeah, minister all, at large is what we all call kinds it. <laughs> of ministry things. Um, but just really solid content. And I mean, there's a, there's a ton of other books out there, all kinds of things that you can get a hold of, but from a recommendation perspective, uh, I'm confident that we can recommend these books. They line up with uh, the Baptist doctrines that you'll find in the Bible. And they're just, I mean, if you want to know about why we, why, why it's important to be a Baptist, like we've talked about before, um, or just simple things like, uh, why, why do why did we need to be pardoned by God? Uh, there's a lot of good books that that Brother Jerry has written that uh, you can get a hold of. And if there's if there's other books that you that you'd be interested in, and you're like, well, I don't really see anything I'd be interested in. Hey, get a hold of us. We'd be more than happy. If that's one of your commitments for the new year, in addition to my Bible reading and more time spent in prayer, I'd like to read some more biblically based books or Christian books. Um, that's a great thing. Uh, there's also all kinds of Christian um, workout programs out there that you can find and get a hold of or Christian centered. Uh, and there's all kinds of things out there that don't have to be Christian centered because you're just doing something for you. But make sure that you're combining in that body and spirit mode that you're combining it with the right spirit and um, don't don't go to like a, a, a yoga instructor and align your chi and um, stuff like that. There's, get, get in tune with yeah, the, there, the hum of the universe. There's only one thing that you need to be aligned with and that's God. Um, but uh, so many different things uh, that we need to just kind of take a look at our lives and a, a new year is a great opportunity to do that. I don't want people to think that like the new year is a bad time to do that. If, if you're looking back at 2023 and you're like, there's something that I need more. Um, I guarantee what you need more is God. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a great time to start. And that kind of takes me to kind of where I want to go next. Um, I know the three of us here aren't really into the whole new year's resolution, you know, thing. Um, but it kind of got me thinking, you know, into 2024, what personally would I like to see? Like, you know, put our, put ourselves here next yeah. year into 25, right? From what we're seeing now, what changes in your guys' life would you guys like to see into 25? Have you guys thought of anything, in, you know, because it's kind of what we see at this time of year, right? Sure. But it makes you think a little bit like, okay, like if we're going to think about it, what does that look like for you guys? Have you guys thought about it yet? Yeah, I actually have, because um, the reading thing kind of, yeah. kind of really stuck in my mind. Um, that I have a 
just I've got a handful of books that I've been like putting off reading that are uh, solid biblical content that's been that have been recommended to me. Um, and I'm also been studying through uh, Warren Wearsby has this entire like B series of books uh, that I was able to get a hold of digitally. And I haven't like written it down anywhere or made like a conscience, a conscious like resolution to do this. Um, but when I look back at this year, like the 10 books that I've read, like two of them have been Christian books. The other ones have been like leadership books and good books, yeah. not, solid content and uh, stuff that I would recommend if people were interested in them. But like only two of them have been like Christian based books. And I think as much as I hate paper, <laughs> um, I think going into the new year, in addition to, I, I always, I always want to study more. I don't make it a resolution every year, but like I start every year say, Hey, I, I want to study more. Um, and th- thank God, you know, through the power of the Holy spirit, he opened up the opportunity to do this podcast and the other podcast, which immediately drove me to study more. Um, so I, I could have done more in 2023, but in, in 2024, separating that out to where it's not just studying for the podcasts and that, that there's some substantial time of study for just me personally. Um, th- those are two kind of bigger things for myself this year from a, from a spiritual perspective. But on, on the flip side of that, uh, surprisingly, one of the things that I do want to improve in the next year is just physical fitness. I've, I mean, the, the Lord's been very gracious to me and allowing me to be kind of disciplined and lose a whole bunch of weight, but now I want to just do something with it to where I just don't walk around saying, yeah, I lost all this weight and look at me. I look like a shrimp, but, (laughs) 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 uh, kind of one of, kind of one of those things, just, I don't know, a little more fit, but those are, I mean, those are pretty basic things, not really resolution-y, but goals that I set for myself and it didn't the book thing here within probably the last three or four weeks but the fitness thing was something I've already started and plan on continuing maybe a little more aggressively into the new year yeah for sure what do you think Bryce I don't know I honestly have not thought that much about it yeah and I have a lot of personal goals you know stuff for my family and I and that stuff but I don't think I spent enough time thinking about it to really share. Fair enough. Yeah, I think I think for me, um, I wrote a few down. Uh, but, you know, as I was writing, the first one is like more intentional about reading the Bible. And I'm like, okay, this is everyone's the number one, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was writing it and I was like, I mean, I think to be more intentional, right? Like it's kind of a blanket statement. I, it's a good goal to have. Um, but I, I would like to you know amongst my busy life i got two young kids that make it almost impossible for my my house to be quiet at any given time bryce you know how that is so it's like to find quiet time is hard for me Mm -hmm. um but to be more intentional with i think how i structure my day as far as a time uh, consumption um making making the time you know you know sacrificing things to be in the word and you know instead of playing video games or watching yeah. tv or whatever 
Um, I think that aspect of it, something more specific. Um, I've been trying to do this just in the last couple of years because I, I kind of identified something to myself. Um, something as simple as like a Sunday morning, right? We have a Sunday school class at 10. We usually get out at like 10.50. Our next service starts at 11. Mm-hmm. And we have to be on, all, all three of us have to be on stage to yeah. lead worship. I don't have a lot of time to shake people's hands or greet visitors or anything like that. It's for me, for a long time, which was like, I have to get on stage immediately and get plugged in so I'm ready. Um, and I think a lot of times I just don't even think it's an option yeah. to go seek out visitors and say, hey, I'm Kyle, nice to meet you. Where, where are you guys from? To really engage. Um, and I wonder I wonder if, if uh, even some of the people in the church think that I'm just not... Friendly? Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've, I feel the same way. I've, I've identified that I'm like, oh, that's not, that is not how I want, that's not how it is. Um, I just kind of fell into a routine, unfortunately routine. And I just, it's hard to kind of get out of it. Like I have have somewhere to be at, at, uh, at 1055 and I have to be there. Uh, so I, I, I've been trying to be more intentional in that aspect of saying like, if I have the time, um, so what if I'm getting up there at 1058 or 1057, um, try to seek out the visitors. Yeah. Uh, and then I think, yeah, lastly, um, well, two things. Um, I started the abide challenge last year and I was one of its, I was one of the casualties. I, I fell off, found it very, very hard just with life, you know, had a baby and then it just fell off the wagon. I just could not get back caught up. And I just, I kind of abandoned it. But you know, an example that I had, it was like my, my parents, um, and they have two kids still in their house, but they would sit down every night and they would read, you know, the scriptures, right. Yeah. Um, as a family. And I, and I, you know, I have young kids and, you know, having them to sit still and listen to Deuteronomy is probably going to be like wrangling cats. So like, I, I'm not saying it's going to be right. like possible, right. but as far as like me and Haley, you know, to really sit down and, and, and to get into the abide challenge and, and really take it seriously. And then you know, to have my girls see that, right? I think that's important yeah. at this stage in life. But um, yeah, I was kind of thinking about it too, right? I'm not really into it. Um, you know, never really sat down and said, this time of year is for this. Like, no. But yeah, as I was kind of reading through this, these scriptures and some of the material for tonight, I, I, I kind of po- I pondered it a little bit. Like, okay, what, what does 2025 20, Kyle look like versus now? Um and it, you know, like like any of us, like all of us, there's definitely stuff that uh, we can't improve. I mean, just with the the help of the Holy Spirit and those around us, um, that's how we're gonna make it. I'm gonna throw this out here because you said the greeting thing, and it brought this to mind. This was not on my list, and I don't know that it it should be on anybody's list. But a lot of things, something that a lot of people don't know about me at our church, I feel like that might make them. If they knew it, maybe they would think I was a friendlier person because I'm like a really friendly person. I I, I know a lot of people sometimes. Eh. Eh. Well, maybe this will change people's (laughs) minds. I am a hugger. Like, I like to hug people. I like to bro hug people. I like hugs, man. Like, I know that's super weird to say, but I don't mind saying it. Put a little shirt. We are never going to shake hands again. So if you see me on Sunday and you know me, Give him a hug. It's okay. Come up and hug me. Straight like, to hug you. I, yep. I, I am I'm that kind of guy. Listeners, here your here's your challenge. 
if you go to this church oh. and you had listened to oh. this. Oh, no. The f- January. Oh, the, the first fr- Sunday the Friday, January, hug Tom. Don't say anything to Tom. Just go up and give him a hug. Let's see how many hugs we can give him that next Sunday. Yeah, we'll keep tally. I should not have opened my mouth. Yeah. We, we got a whiteboard in the studio. Yep, you I made, will tally you every single error, one I see. Sir. Um, but no, but yeah, it's like it's 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 easy to fall into just for me it was just a routine. Uh, but a lot of it's just like we just don't know these things about each other, right? Yeah. And uh, certainly, I, I I know you feel the same way. Like I'm never, you know, like I don't mean to be cold to anybody, or I don't intentionally yeah. go out of my way not to shake anybody's hand. Um, you know, I, I I like doing that kind of stuff, but it's just sometimes it's just easier you, you, you fight you fight against that part of yourself sometimes to be social I, I certainly do sometimes but uh i'm telling you you know if you're a visitor and you have somebody come up to you that's interested in you and and wants to know about your background and you know it's just there for you immediately um i think that's what we should be displaying in our churches yeah for like, sure like and, a, and, I, and i think while there are little portions of our church that might to your point like we might not be great at that. Um, the thing that makes our church so cool, and a, a lot of churches are like this, is there are people in our church that are dedicated to making it a point to do those yeah. things. And that's where as a church we balance each other out, right? And eventually when people stay around long enough, they get to know us, they know that we are friendly people and they know that we do care. And uh, But... Yeah, to to your point, like we could we could all do a better job of making people feel more welcome. New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Well, all right. That's it. Glad to be back. Yeah, it is good to be the back. The hiatus was a little weird. I just felt like, like I felt like I needed to do something on a Friday night. I feel like I had something scheduled, but yeah, I'm like sitting around like okay, but no, I'm, we're glad to be back. Yeah, um, we love doing this and. Uh, we just love to help in any way we can. Love to minister. Yeah. Reach out uh, to us if you have any questions or any comments. Um, drop down in the comments what your yeah. New Year's resolution is. Um, if you have anything uh, specific um, or anything that you need help with, any prayers, any, anything, we, we'd love to in, you know interact with you, engage with you. Um, where can they reach us, Tom? Yeah, so Instagram or Facebook, LWBC underscore publications is where you can get a hold of us. Or uh, you can also email us at podcast at lakeworthbaptist.org. Uh, we w- we'd love to hear from you. Uh, comments, if the podcast has been helpful to you in any way, uh, we- we'd love to just hear about it. Uh, we are close to breaking... 3,000 listens on Apple Music. So that's, I mean, we started what, May? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been May about last year? three fourths of a year, about yeah. 75%. So um, that's, uh, yeah. It's not big time, but we thank everybody for their faithful listening and uh, just for continuing to come back and listen. We, we, we pray that it's been beneficial and we're looking forward to a new year. Yeah, absolutely. No, we, yeah, we appreciate all the support, all the love. Um, and uh, we're back for the new year and we'll be back next week with another installment and uh, everybody have a great week and we'll talk to you then.